0: you <laughs>
1: episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I want to start off today's episode by thanking someone who uh, took the time to to actually write a letter and send it to me and just tell me a few words about uh, how much she enjoys the podcast. And so to my friend Annie, thank you so much for your letter. I hope you know that I read it. Uh, I keep it here in the studio with me and your words mean a lot to me. So thank you so much to you, Annie. Uh, And thank you to everyone else who has taken the time to to support the show and and reach out and share encouraging words. And I especially want to thank anyone who's taken the time to become a partner of the show. Uh, A partner not only of the show, but also of the Katinas ministry in general. Um, If you're someone who wants to do that or is interested in that, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. Uh, and on the website, you'll see a give button there. Just click on that and it'll uh, lead you on the way. So thank you in advance for doing that. Today's episode, uh, I'm joined by a returning guest, someone who I think it's his like third time on the show now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is very special to me, very special to I know, I know he's special to our listeners. And so uh, I'll just go ahead and welcome him, Uncle Yeti. Thank you for being here, Uncle.
0: Absolutely, Josh. And uh I'll join you in thanking Annie yeah. and all the donors, man. You know, it's just amazing uh that here we are. I think you said that episode sixty, something like that. And, yeah. and uh, man, we stand today because uh a lot of great people, a lot of uh people who who uh you know just uh pray for us and, mm-hmm. and uh who also uh, give towards uh uh, the ministry and which includes the podcast so we're grateful
1: definitely yeah, yeah i totally agree with everything you said uncle mm-hmm. i um i'm glad that you you had some time to come by the studio today and um you're a veteran when it comes to the podcast <laughs> is this your third time here it is yeah. it
0: is the first time was uh, at your old apartment yeah
1: yeah yeah and, and yeah. so i do have some exciting news that i want to share with our listeners mm-hmm. um i don't have a date yet but we have we have ordered cameras to yes. be uh, delivered here to the studio, and hopefully within the next month or so. Uh, don't hold me to that, but hopefully very soon we'll we'll start having these podcasts uh, filmed, video recorded, and they'll be available on YouTube and maybe facebook i don't know i need to discuss with you and the uncles how we're going to do that but people will be able to see not only hear us but see us as well so this might be one of the very last audio only episodes on uncle yeti so i'm glad i'm glad you're here to join us for that
0: well, i think the listeners are probably glad that it's audio only uh, <laughs> i'm not one to look at no, but uh, no. all, you have some some beautiful looking guests so <laughs> yeah we're excited about that yeah. endeavor
1: big things happening here at the show and mm-hmm. I, i'm excited to do that well yeah. Uncle, you know um, how the show works, Mm -hmm. and since you're a returning guest, I only have one question for you today, and we'll let that question lead our conversation. Um, So feel free to answer it however you'd like. And your question is this, what's going on at home?
0: All right, man. What's going on at home? Well, a lot is going on at home, but uh, before I I get into that, I just want to take this time to thank you, Josh. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been listening to the The podcast since you started man and um just amazing conversations and i think that uh you know our our followers man they enjoy listening to just raw conversation it's different from what we do when we're out on the road you know um we have a rehearsed set of songs and then even when we're setting up the songs we have to be mindful of where we're at and, and and just a lot of other factors but uh here at home with the welcome home with the katinas man it's just raw man yeah. we talk about aliens yeah. <laughs> we talk about uh just just life you know yeah. so uh man I, I love it um as far as uh, what's going on in my home well i just dropped off uh my wife um <clears throat> at the airport nc kathy uh she has a big birthday coming up yes, um, happy birthday Nancy. yep yep I won't say what what big birthday it
1: is but uh 29 Yeah, birthday. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: 29 and holding um, but she's going to go and uh, she's a graduate of uh, Washington State University. Go Cougs. Yeah. And uh, so she's going to spend some time with some of her sorority sisters there. Awesome. And I think uh this celebration is going to go on for a little while, man. Mm-hmm. Um but so so Auntie and I, you know, we're uh We'll be married for uh, 31 years, you know, wow. and um, and part of of what we're learning, even after 31 years of marriage, is that, man, you never arrive, man. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, there's always things, new things that we're learning about mm-hmm. each other. And then, um, man, we've been we've been going to to therapy, you know, counseling and and a lot of people when they hear counseling or therapy they're like oh man what's wrong what's wrong and mm-hmm. it and uh i the way i like to look at it it's it, it's like maintenance yeah. you know it's like it's like a car you know if you if you pull up to an oil and lube place you know the guys aren't like oh what's wrong with the car yeah. <laughs> yeah. they understand that you know car needs maintenance and and uh that's the same thing with with our marriage so right. but i love it i i just uh i love uh, learning, uh, what, one of the things that I feel like at this point of our marriage, we're able to, to speak more, uh, regularly and, uh, without hesitation is just saying, I'm sorry, hmm. you know, just saying, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> one day, as you and I know, Josh, one day we'll get to heaven and there'll be no more issues. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but until that day comes, man, uh, we always need maintenance, and uh, so those therapy sessions have really been helping us, especially in the area of communication. You know, mm. you would think, okay, these two people have been together for three decades; they should have no problem. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone else uh, can say that, but um, Auntie and I, man, we, you know, we're still working on our communi- communication. Um, I think me coming from the islands, you know, coming yeah. from a Polynesian background and then, um auntie you know is just all American from right. Indiana, yeah. you know yeah. uh uh so we're we're you know we're still um bettering and improving our communication, so that's fun man, awesome, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. just hearing you talk about first off, congrats on thirty one years thank, thank you for coming up thank and you. i uh hearing you talk about you and auntie just going to to therapy for your mm-hmm. marriage and mm-hmm. Um, it it's encouraging to me to know that, you know, you don't get it perfect. It, it never gets perfect, but yeah. uh, there's hope to to continue to to strive towards perfect. And yeah. uh, it reminds me of my time in premarital counseling with mm. Alexis. Actually, mm. so Alexis and I have been married just over one year. And congrats, man! <laughs> think, That's um, good. I uh, <laughs> one of one of the things that I remember. Almost daily from uh, my premarital counseling, counseling is uh, our counselor. He told he well, he actually asked us a question. He said, uh, "Do you think it's possible to have a healthy marriage without having conflict?" Mm-hmm. And you know, we thought about that, and essentially where we came to was our, our answer was no, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a weird a weird answer to have because i think i don't know if if i had to picture like the perfect marriage in Mm -hmm. my mind Mm -hmm. i don't think conflict conflict is something that i would see a lot of i don't know if i'd see yeah i just don't think i'd see a lot of conflict in a perfect marriage but what um our counselor was telling us was that conflict is an essential part of a healthy marriage and that you know conflict is where growth comes from and um where intimacy comes from where it's how you grow cl- closer to each other yeah and i would love to ask you uncle like 30 plus years now as a married man uh, when you think about conflict with with auntie kathy like what does your guys uh, how has has conflict changed at all over 30 years for you two or does it look is it, does it look the same? Like, how do you guys handle co- your conflicts with each other uh, man, today? Now that you're over thirty years, right?
0: yeah, that's that's really good, um, man. I, I think first of all, your answer it was I, I think just spot on, man. It's uh, you, you can't have uh, you know, I mean, even just just uh, talking about a perfect marriage here on earth, you know, uh, like like I mentioned just few minutes ago, one one day, you know, um, what, what we believe, you know, as, as, as believers is there is a place called heaven and in heaven, I, I I think that that's where perfection will be. But, um, I I remember this old song, uh, break up to make up, break up to make up. And it's like, uh, it's kind of like this, this, this cycle where it, it keeps a relationship going, you know, Mm -hmm. um because and, and I think that there's a lot of marriages that exist you know without conflict. Mm-hmm. And what that means is when there's hard issues, they either just sweep it under the rug or um, and, and especially if if, if a, you know two people don't see eye to eye on something, um, you know it's easy to go into this this mode of just existing and just going oh, whatever you know but man i mean cat I, uh, auntie and i we we want a a thriving heal- healthy marriage and and i have experienced um conflict helping us mm. you know and 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 i think conflict is also conflict rises when when two people are honest with each other yeah and they're like what what do you what do you like you know about this room do you want it blue or and, and 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 you know some people are like oh well what do you want
1: what do you want <laughs>
0: it's like uh but you know after after 31 years you know i think we're able to just really be more authentic right you know and uh and sometimes what when, when there is that that conflict um therapy is helping us to to uh handle um uh, those moments a lot better right. And and so I'll just I'll just share this with you, Josh. Uh one of the biggest keys is uh it, it's it's an art and it's the art of listening. Mm. And uh so what that means is that when we get into a conflict, if Auntie is trying to uh speak her mind, you know, um, I'm not just thinking about what I'm gonna say or my response, I'm actually listening to her. Mm. And 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 uh that's taken some a lot of Self control, yeah. you know, and um, I'm still learning. I'm still mm-hmm. learning how to because I want to respond, man. I want to respond. Uh, um, and so the last therapy session we were in, we had this exercise where he goes, "All right, Sam, you're going to. Uh, I would just want you to listen." <laughs> and <clears throat> I tell you, it was one of the hardest things wow. I, because, <clears throat> Auntie, probably a lot like myself, we have these running sentences, oh. and, then, and then this happens, yeah. and I'm like. Oh man, I want to respond. Can you just take a break? <laughs> but but the exercise was good because yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe it's the way that we grew up. Uh, you know, where we can just articulate what what we're we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, man, um, it's good to have a, a good listener in the room. Yeah. You know, in, in in a relationship. So yeah. that that's what I'm working on.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Sometimes <laughs> listening is the most important part, but yeah. also the hardest part. Yes. Um, well, you've you brought this up twice now, uh-huh. um, and so I feel like I want to talk to you about it. Okay. But you know, we talk. You've you've talked about heaven. Mm-hmm. What you know, what heaven is, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully in heaven there's no conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, but I'd like to ask you, Uncle. When you think about heaven, maybe I'll ask you to start off. What do you think heaven looks like? Mm-hmm. Man,
0: so I, I think anything that I say about heaven is is gonna be so limited. Mm-hmm. You know, we read about it in the Bible. We read about um, the streets of gold, the, the pearly gates. Uh, we read about no more dying, you know, no more crying, no more sorrow. And just, just that alone, it's hard for me to even comprehend, yeah. you know, um, uh, there's a, a word I, and I don't know if I, I want to use it, but, but it does, it's in my mind, euphoria, you know, it's just like, it's just like a, a state of mind that is just, is, is incomprehensible, man, you know, um and where there is no more, I mean, I, I, I look forward to like seeing my mom, seeing your grandmother there. And that alone is just going to be so mind blowing, you know, Um, what it looks like. I mean, what, since I was a kid, I always perfect. I I always pictured it as a perfect place, man. Just, um, just happiness, you know, peace, tranquility, uh, unity. I mean, the things that that's uh, so opposite of what we're seeing right now, man. Just all the divisiveness, and uh, and I think heaven is gonna be a place where we really experience uh, unity and a bond. You know that that we just can't can't even explain. There's I don't think there's enough words yeah. in the dictionary to to explain um, just the goodness
1: of heaven. Yeah, my um, you know this. My grandmother went to heaven earlier this year. Yeah, and. I found that, you know, ever since she passed on, I started thinking about heaven a lot more. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, I, my grandmother on my dad's side, she's been there since 1988 or 87? Yeah, 88, yeah. 88. Yep. 88. Um, but, so she's there. Mm-hmm. But my grandmother on my mom's side, she's, she's a newbie there mm-hmm. still. And just knowing that... Uh, she's passed on. I don't know what, it's made me start thinking about it more. And, you know, I'm more, I'm more curious now than ever about what heaven is like. And Mm. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and, you know, dreaming about a lot of things that you said, you know, no, no death, no sorrow, no pain. Yeah. Um, But also just like practical things like, what does it look like where where do where does everyone live you know do do you need a house in heaven are there aliens there (laughs) are there there animals there in my my mind it's like very bright like there's a lot of light Mm -hmm. um and then i see like a lot of like nature like earthly nature but Mm. perfect like Clean water and clean air, and I don't know. I'm sure there's some theologian out there shaking his head like that's not what it's like (laughs) up there, but that in my mind that's what it's like. But um, I don't know. I like to, in in the time that I've spent thinking about heaven, I like to ask other people, what do you think it's like? And are there really streets made out of gold there or whatever? I'm excited to to get there with absolutely my friends and family. Yep. um, Well. That's a good thing to dream about. Um, well, you know, I was going to say, yeah. Josh,
0: that um, um, you know, I, I got to meet uh, your grandmother on your mom's side, and um, so when 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 I think about heaven, um, I I I can be glad that your grandmother is not suffering anymore, right. especially the last I don't know five ten years of mm-hmm. her life and she dealt with a lot of different physical things, mm-hmm. and just to think that all of that suffering and that that pain, that sickness, and you know, does she have her her meds mm-hmm. filled up? You know, just all this this stuff. I think it's easy for you to just just dream, dream about yeah. having men and that place where there's no more suffering. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I'll, I I want to ask you. I don't know if I asked you this last time you came in. Um. I probably did mention it, but now that we're Think maybe six months out now. Mm-hmm. I'd love to ask you about uh, life as a father, um, not only a father, but a father of a married woman mm-hmm. with Kate. Um, how has it been now? Six? Is it six months out since since they got married? Oh, uh, they
0: got married in March. Yeah, yeah. So we're com- yep.
1: we're probably right around six months. Yeah. How is it? Um, has your relationship at all changed with Caitlin since she got married? Um, what's it like now having a, a, a new son in law? How's that going?
0: Man, well, uh, you know, all I've ever known was Caitlin Katina, Callie Katina, yeah. Shauna Katina, <laughs> Courtney Katina. You know, now it's Caitlin Johnson, you yeah. know. And uh, on our family thread, you know, like if we're, we're talking about something and then if Auntie and uh, Callie and Courtney respond, uh, then I'll put. How about the Johnsons? Yeah. Question mark. You know. Um, but I tell you what, Josh. It, it's man, It's been amazing, man. I, I feel like Auntie and I have adjusted to, um, to this new, you know, new chapter where, um, Caitlin is a, a married woman. You mm-hmm. know, um, one thing that I think makes it exciting is that we love Jervon. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a good man.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he's a he's a hard worker. Loves Caitlin well. And uh, they're but they're four hours away in Atlanta, yeah. you know, and uh, they're just um, you know establishing their their foundation there, um, and uh, and they still call us regularly. Uh, in fact, they'll be here in a few days to celebrate uh, Auntie's birthday. But um, it's been good. It's been and and we loved uh, we we loved getting to know the Johnsons too, Jervon's family. Um, it's like you know the family grew. And mm. and uh and it's fun too to to watch uh Kate's younger sisters, Callie and Courtney, and and even Shauna, you know, it's it's fun to watch them uh still carry on a relationship. Yeah. And that's what I love about, you know, <clears throat> all of the nineteen kids. Mm-hmm. Um uh I I just love I mean you told me just earlier that you're you're gonna go later on this week you'll be in Cleveland, you'll yep. see some of the cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, West Maine, and yeah. and, uh, and I I I just love that. Um, I I feel like Auntie and I are are we, we continue to learn more about our role. You know, and I feel like our role is just to to be there, be there for for our kids, our kids who are married, our kids who are not married, and uh, you know when they call and when they ask. Now, I mean, I'll always be their dad. You know, right. so uh, if if, if Anything comes up, you know, we have a a, a a tight
1: relationship where I can just pick up the phone. Definitely, and they
0: can just pick up the phone too, and and um, still, so yeah, it's going good. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, I figured I'd touch on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's something I really wanted to talk to you about, okay. and uh, you probably, you, I know you know this, but this year I've been spending a lot of time making music and working on just my uh my craft as a producer and you yourself being a producer um i just want to ask you like lately what what have you been learning um and as far as music goes like what's getting you excited these days
0: man well first let me say how proud i am of you man uh just your your whole quest in the beginning of the year to do a song each day Man, that's very uh, admirable. And I got to listen to the uh, podcast, uh, the episode where uh, Mr. Todd Collins was with you. Yes, And that was, was, yeah, Yeah. that was an awesome episode because you guys really broke down what goes on in the studio, the role of a producer. And uh, so, yeah, I commend you, man.
1: I'll say Todd broke it (laughs) it down. I was just listening, (laughs) taking notes. No, because you were
0: telling them about uh, something that you were working on. Well, a friend of yours, right? right. You're producing. Right. And uh, you guys were talking about how producing is all about learning the artist mm-hmm. and uh and I love that because um and see, uh when we used to be with a label, you know, and mm-hmm. you know this with goatee. And uh and, and goatee, I mean the leader the, the heads or the president and you know the, the executives of goatee, they were our, our friends. Mm-hmm. And so they gave us a lot of say, you know. But if a uh, Brand new artist today was to sign to a label. Um, there have been many scenarios where the artist just gets lost. It's like, like yeah. the, the label will say, uh, Okay, we want you to wear this, do your hair mm-hmm. like this, and then we want you to sing this kind of stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah. but, but being um, an independent producer at, like you and I are, and even Todd, you know, it's like. Somebody comes to us and asks us, "Hey man, can you produce something for us?" That's what I would do. I would I would try to learn what they're all about. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation earlier with somebody, just about um, how like even when you turn on certain radio stations, it's like they're playing. It, 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 it there's almost no uh, uh, nothing knew about each song it just yeah. like it starts to just sound like it well, man, is This is all from the same record yeah. you know like uh but man I, I i believe that our god is he's very creative mm-hmm. man and and uh and i've seen so many times where people are like okay what's hitting out there okay i'm gonna try to do that right you know and uh so so anyways um as far as what excites me man i i think uh just I, I feel I feel the growth in in the work that I'm doing. Like I listen to stuff that I I uh, worked on, you know, last year or right. the year before that, and uh, go, wow, man, how come I put th- th- so much uh, uh, percussion in there and yeah. all, just all this stuff? And it's like, uh, but I know that it's just because that's that's when you first taught me logic. Remember uh-huh. when the shutdown happened? Yeah, you said, all right, press this button, this button, this <laughs> button, <laughs> you know. And then I just got excited, man. Uh to the point where Auntie would come up to the bonus room and say, Hey, it's four AM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I go, What? I mean, I was so excited, but but now that I, I feel like I've settled in a little bit. Right. You know, now now I can um I, I feel like my perspective is 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 better. But I mean li- I, I listen to tons of things out there and and uh a lot of uh the reason for that is is my girls. You know they give me stuff and and I just I love it because it it, it not only um uh, inspires me but it also lets me understand uh you know what your generation is uh into right. you know I mean when I say your generation I mean it's not like you guys are all into the same thing yeah. there's, there's different uh genres and I gotta say man when you guys took us to the uh to the 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 show man Kendrick Lamar man uh, that yeah. was uh that was very, very uh inspiring to me oh, wow. yeah it it was just uh i mean man it, it just I, I looked at him i go I, I've never seen this before hmm. and and that's that's uh what i love it's I just felt like that he he's he's himself, man, mm-hmm. I mean, he might get inspired by other rappers and other yeah. you know uh, other people out there, but i did i feel like like people generally speaking. They can feel authenticity
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I totally agree. the The Kendrick show was a great time for me. The, mm-hmm. I especially love getting to share it with my dad and my uncles. Yeah. I, recently, you know, I, I feel like very recently is it's like the first time where I'm feeling like the air quote kids today are listening to music now that. Mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about it, which is so weird to me Mm -hmm. because music has been a huge part of my life and still is. But from a young age, like I was very, I was always very up to date and current on what's going on in in the world of music today. And now at 26 years old, I feel like I'm definitely not stopped listening to new music, Mm -hmm. but like there's stuff out there now that's popular that I'll hear. and And I'm like, what the heck is this <laughs> stuff like and because so I had Mira J in yeah. like, maybe a month ago yep. and we were talking about music and yep. one of the I asked her like what is she listening to these days and one of the artists she said was Frank Ocean yep. who was big when I was in high school like he he came out when when I was in high school and like that was when I was like forming like my taste in music yeah and so I was happy to hear that Frank Ocean is still cool but then she said another artist I think his name is Steve Lacey who i'd never heard of before wow. and i looked up steve lacey and he's like huge like millions of followers and wow. all, of, all these views on youtube and stuff i was like i've never heard of this guy and i was listening to the music and like to be honest i was not really feeling it like i was like <laughs> yeah. well, i don't know about yeah. this stuff but it was it, uh it's a unique sound but also i just like now that I'm a little re- further mm-hmm. removed from it, like it's cool to me to see how music is continuing to evolve, um, yeah. and you know, I'm sure like there's a thousand artists out there now trying to sound like Steve Lacey or whatever, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting to me. But I, I want to ask you, Uncle, when you're creating music, how conscious of you, how conscious are you? Of, like, your influences, like the music that you enjoy. Like, do you think, man, I want to sound like Earth, Wind, and Fire on this song, or I want to sound like Stevie Wonder on this song, or are you conscious at all of that? Is it just, yeah, does it just come out subconsciously?
0: Yeah, you know, that that's a great question, Josh. And I think that, um, you know, all the artists that you listen to as a kid, here's what I feel I, I think that they are in your they're they're in your dna so to speak yeah you know so whenever we um we're on the road and then after shows people come up and say man man i, I can hear Earthwind and fire and, and they start naming off all of our influ- right. influences um when when we get together to rehearse or to write we've never said let's write something like Earthwind," mm. um but but because we listen to them so much, to Andre Crouch, uh, to the Bee Gees, to, to all—you, you name the artists that we were listening to. they I feel like they're kind of in our DNA. Mm-hmm. So, so when we when we play stuff, it's like um, not by mistake, uh, but like the the chords that we play, the beats that we use. <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> that's Roscoe. Roscoe that's that's Roscoe the, um but uh you know th- those are the things that that come out in our music and uh and so yeah to answer your question I don't think it's ever like a uh, a conscious uh uh thing that we do it yeah. just it, it just it just happens because you know that's what's in us right. now there, there have been times where like say we're doing something for uh like just the other week, we were in uh, California, and we did a youth event with all these high schoolers. Right. And uh, so we were like, man, let, let's do something um, for for kids. Mm-hmm. So we had asked our kids, hey, what what's some good songs? To...? And so the one that we learned, oh, it was uh, Night Changes by uh, <laughs> One Direction. Okay. <laughs> and so, I mean i I programmed all the stems you know and i just i just took it exactly from YouTube just wow. the way they did it and man when we started doing that song the kids just ate it up oh, they were wow. like now nah, you're speaking our language <laughs> you know uh they loved it so so um you know but but when whenever we're doing something for a purpose like that uh uh i i, I try to make it sound you know very similar right. to the it it was pretty much just right on, uh, yeah. like, uh, um, yeah. But but everything else, man, I, I I just think it Earthwind is gonna come out of the, right. the, the music of the Catinas because because that's what we listen to, right? You know? Yeah.
1: I um so over this year, like one thing that's been difficult for me is when I'm in the studio like, when I'm making music, it's hard for me not to think about. Like, would a would a casual music pop fan would they like this? Would 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 this do well on the radio? Yeah. Like, I'm not getting on the radio anyways. But <laughs> yeah. like, I for some reason that comes in my mind is like when I'm picking out drums or mm-hmm. like a line or whatever. I I think about is is this like current now or is this a popular sound? And I don't know. Maybe some of that is good to to be thinking about, but. I've been really challenging myself lately and over just the past few months to like just make music that I like. Mm -hmm. That because at the end of the day, like if I hate the music that's coming out, then (laughs) what's the point if other people like it? Yeah, I don't know. That's my mentality behind it, and so. I've been like really focused, like being intentional about, do I actually like what I'm making right now? Yeah. Or am I just making this because I think other people are going to like it?
0: Yeah. And that's good.
1: Has that ever been a challenge for you or?
0: Absolutely, Josh. Uh, So, you know, what we do, it's, it's our livelihood, you know, so, uh, we're getting, we're, we'll we'll be in Washington state, um, this, this coming weekend and we'll be at a church there. And so, um, you know, when whenever we go to churches, we do a lot of common uh like praise and worship uh stuff that that people can sing to their they're familiar with it. Um I, I think it just depends on uh on the purpose, you know. Cause there's times where I go, I'm just gonna write a song that I feel, mm-hmm. you know. Uh and, and, and so that'll be a separate thing. But when we were with a label, uh when we were with goatee, it was all about Trying to trying to put a song in a format that was like pop or like okay radio likes this because it's three and a half minutes and that's the yeah. the average you know length of the song right. and then like in, in Christian radio you know there's there's a lot of uh, there's like a formula mm-hmm. like you know like the you can't use too much eight oh eight kick mm-hmm. you know yeah. um, um. But 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 now that that um, that I'm 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 doing our stems, you know, I feel like every new song that we do, we, we love it because mm-hmm. we created it, you right. know, and uh, it's our vibe and stuff. Yeah. But there's still an element of, is this going, going to connect with the church? Yeah, is this going to connect with the people that are sitting in the chairs, you know? And I respect people that. That they say I'm not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what what I feel in my heart, and and a lot of times, you know, their demographic or who they reach might be a lot more narrow mm-hmm. because of. But 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 that's still honorable to me. Um, but then there's people like you know, like John Bellion. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like John Bellion is he was his own guy. Yeah. But then. I, I, I don't know if you would agree with me, but, but there are some songs that he does and it, it it sounds like he's, he made some tweaks in order for the, the, the mass to,
1: Definitely. to appreciate it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's one of those guys too. Like if you don't know who John Bellion is, he's a, he's an artist, but also like he's, he's gained a lot of popularity over the last probably five, six years. But even before that he was writing, he like, he was a songwriter. Yeah that he was writing a lot of the songs that you heard on the radio before Mm -hmm. anyone even knew his name. And he was writing music that wasn't necessarily stuff that he makes like Mm -hmm. himself. And so I've recognized that a guy like John Bellion, he has whatever it is, the ear or the vision or just his his finger on... um, What's hot, I guess, or what's going to be hot, and he's able to create stuff, even if it's not his own music. If that makes sense, absolutely. He wrote, he wrote a popular. There's a a really popular Eminem song uh, called "Monster" with uh, Rihanna singing the hook, and I found out years after I heard the song that was John Bellion who wrote the hook. Wow! And this, he was like probably a teenager at the time. It was just a songwriter. And when I hear it now, I can hear like, oh, I guess I can see how John wrote that. Yeah. But it doesn't really sound like John John Bellion music. It's an Eminem song, which is crazy to me. Um, Wow. But yeah, I I think there's definitely a balance. And that's a challenge of every artist of like figuring out who's the art for. Is it for me or is it for other people?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally, and and if you're a songwriter, I mean, especially being here in this town, man, we we've had just an honor and privilege to um, get together with like seasoned songwriters, and some of these songwriters, man, they write country, but but they can write pop, they can write R and B. It just uh, these songwriters, they're they're at home, and then their publisher will 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 email them or call them and say, hey. you know, um, let's see, look, uh, Maroon 5, Adam, they're, they're working on a record. We need a, you know, we're looking for an tempo or mid, whatever. And, and, uh, some of these writers are so versatile and they can, they can go, uh, in that vein. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Let me go to my tempo breakup song. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They got it all.
0: Yep. Like, like, um, you know, Whitney Houston, she was not a writer. Yeah. Um, but there were some amazing uh, writers who who wrote, you know, all the Whitney songs, right. and then uh, I I think it's a it's an amazing uh, collaboration, you know. For sure,
1: I think the art of songwriting is something that's underappreciated. Mm. Um, I think the process of like coming up with something out of nothing that you're not only writing the words, but writing a melody and, and chord changes and things like that that convey emotion mm-hmm. like in my opinion it's one of the most it's a miracle of art writing a song yeah and the people who are really good at it it's like that's i i know there's a lot of hard work that goes into that but also there's a level of like just god-given talent Absolutely. that comes in, into that
0: totally yeah totally it i mean it, it's a gift uh we, we've been writing with uh, a writer. I, I would love for you to have him on the podcast one day. His name is uh, Benji uh, Coward. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's written a lot of hits, especially in the Christian industry. But um, sitting down with him and, and uh, writing a song, man, it's just amazing to see how just effortless, you know, lyrics come to his mind. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll say one thing and then... And then he'll say it in a, just a, a different way. And I'm like, man, man, how did I think about that, man. (laughs) But, but you know, it's a gift. And, but I also feel like it's something that you could work on, you know, you just, just, I mean, I know a lot of people that have notebooks of all these lyrics and there's not necessarily a song in there, but man, there's all these ideas. Right. And so that's what I try to do when I'm on the road. If an idea comes, you know, I just pick my phone and just record it. You probably do the same thing, but, uh, Yeah, it's amazing, man.
1: Um, Uncle, when I had Todd Collins here in the studio, who you've known for years now, I asked him about um, what the role of a producer is, and I thought that he had a lot of great insights to that. Um, And I figured I'd ask you, someone who's been in the music industry for a long time now, and you've had a lot of interactions and experiences with different record labels, you, you're not necessarily a part of a label but you've worked with them what is the role of a record label when it comes to the music industry
0: mm, it's a good question and <laughs> uh, um and and I, I feel like it's uh, the the answer is different today than it was you know years ago yeah just because the industry has just changed so much uh, on the business side of things Um the way the money is, is, uh, divvied up and, you know, but a, a, a label, um, so let me just say this. I I feel like a good label is a label that has what we talked about earlier where, um, you know, they find an artist and before they sign them, they get to know the artist, Mm -hmm. like what, what makes this artist click? What is their vibe? Um, and then I, I, I feel like the role then of that label would be to support that vision, Mm -hmm um you know financially but also creativity, uh, creatively too you know there's a lot of young artists that um they they welcome ideas you yeah. know uh because uh <clears throat> and I and I think that that, that that's a benefit you right. know for and I would say to any new artists out there man yes you know be grateful and celebrate your gift but always be open to um just some outside feedback you know right. um and just at least give it a listen here, here different ideas. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I, I feel like it's just basically to support that artist. Now, now the artist also needs to understand that the label needs money too. Right. And so, cause I've seen this feud between artists and labels just through the years. And, um, uh, and so somebody will hold up the contract. Well, you signed this, right. you said, you know, yeah. um, but our experience <laughs> with, uh, the only label that, well, we signed with, uh, f- maybe, three labels uh-huh. all together. First one, we did one record with them. Uh, and then Goatee. we did, I think six or seven records yes. with them. And the relationship was really good to uh-huh. where, uh, and we understood that, that, uh, we were making the label money too. Right. And, uh, so I think going into a relationship, it'd be good for the artist to also understand that okay, this label is going to profit too. Right. You know, what I mean that it it has to be a win win, or yeah. else there's not going to be a second record. I think they're not just a bunch <laughs> of really nice guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. I I think you guys. I'm lucky because I have uncles and a dad who have like a wealth of knowledge of the music industry, and I know the industry has changed a lot, especially recently. But I love picking your guys' brains about the business side of music, and um, I learn a lot every time I ask my dad about it. And yeah. so I, I'm I'm sure there will be more questions in the future about and that. And uncle.
0: well, right, you you know what? If we could ever help and answer some of your questions I mean but to be honest with you as a, as a producer I, I feel like man I'm in the beginning you know mm. I'm just I'm still learning that side of things but uh but Josh I would say man I, I'm I'm excited about what you've already put out there mm. I mean it's a it's and and you know what you and I do is different because uh you 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 take sometimes you'll take a, like a baseline or a you know that that's available to mm-hmm. you through whatever sites and you, but, but the way that you put stuff together man, that's the real gift mm. to me, you know, it's, um, and, and not a lot of people know, uh, how, how tedious it is. Yeah. It, it, it but, but, you know, when you love it, right. it's not tedious. No, you know, it's yeah. just like, it's, it's a joy. That's man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, uncle.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll move away from music here to, okay. <laughs> okay. I could talk about I it know, for a man. long time, but, yeah. um, I want to ask you about, uh, your your daughters who are living in nashville okay. now, uh Callie and courtney mm-hmm. um yeah. we may have discussed this last time you were on but i just want to ask you like how is how are you managing as a father um not only a father but also a friend to mm-hmm. your daughters like those relationships as they're young adults young ladies now out of the house um you're you and auntie are empty nesters now but you still have your daughters like what's it, how is your relationship now with, with Courtney and Callie being in Nashville and not at home all the time anymore?
0: Yeah. Well, I think Josh, the thing that makes, uh, it, them similar to, um, to Caitlin is that, like you said, they're all young adults. Mm-hmm. And even though Callie and Courtney are, aren't married, um, we still view them as, uh, you know, they're, they're building their own foundation. They, they both live on their own. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, you know, their, their jobs and, uh, they're grinding, you know. Yeah. And so we, we 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 respect uh just uh where they're at and, and a lot of times we'll have conversations about uh deeper things, not just surfacey things, uh whether it be I don't know, I mean not, not just political things, but just what, whatever the topic is, man. Um Ancy and I have uh found that man we enjoy hearing their perspective on yeah. things. And uh I think when they were with us when they were younger, you know, that was the time where we were pouring into them and and, uh, trying to give them the tools that they need. And so now I'm seeing that they're they're using a lot of those tools Mm -hmm. to to uh, pave their own way, to, you know, uh, forge their own uh, paths. Um, But I I think uh, it's it's a it's a learning thing uh, for both. Uh, Auntie and I, but even even the girls, I I I I'll, I've always told the girls just stay teachable, mm. you know, not not just just from us, but just I, I think just in life, you know, um, and then like when it comes to different topics, do your research, man. Just uh, just try to, to to not be a person that just goes with the crowd or you know yeah. what the popular perspective is out there about different topics and and they've done that and uh and they challenged me too i think um life is different these days with you guys because you know you can fact check us i
1: remember
0: we had to have uncles and say oh man i used to be on this uh football team we yeah. went undefeated for four years <laughs> like, now you can just you know the kids will go uh let me see that yeah. no you liar <laughs> that's funny that, that's true that yeah. is true yeah. i'll ask
1: you this Unc, because yeah. you know i'm 26 years old now and um i still feel like i'm like new to adulthood and mm-hmm. um I, I know i think callie and courtney and even caitlin would probably feel the same way and you know, one conversation that I that I hear a lot in circles with my peers is people my age say that like the path now to specifically like financial stability mm-hmm. is so different for kids for people my age than it was for our parents. Yeah. At least that's what people my age think, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but I'd like to ask you. Like, as you see your daughters on that journey and and working towards that, do you feel like they're facing the same challenges that you were facing back when you were their age? Or do you think it's a new, a whole different landscape of challenges? Do you think it's the same or or something
0: new? Well, you know, as far as um, our economy, the way it's set up, you know, I feel like it's evolved, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I think that when when we were growing up, I I, I do feel like things were just a lot simpler. Mm. You know, put your money in your checking account, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> don't spend more than is, is yeah. in there. You know, um, but but even though, man, I I, I think just through the uh, a world lens, because I mean, we start learning how about how other countries even affect uh, our economy yeah. and the U.S. But but um, and and then your generation, um, you know, hear a, a lot about student loans and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, those kinds of things. But um, but I think that the, the issues, in some ways, they're they're the same. Yeah. It's like, you know, people want things, yeah. and uh, and I remember even as as a, as a kid, I, I would have diff- certain friends that were way more disciplined at, hmm. at like. Like they would, they would have you know ten bucks, and I see them next week. You still have your ten bucks. You haven't spent it yet, yeah. man. I would have spent it twice. You know, you know. Um, so I mean, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, man. I uh-huh. mean, uh, so they they are. I think issues are a lot can can be more complex, you know. But the things that you guys have, uh, uh, that you have access to, like if you want. to <laughs> you can ask, uh, Alexa anything or a Siri, yeah. you can ask Siri a- a- anything, but, but I think when it comes to the issue, you know, the financial issues, like how I'm going to, um, how I'm going to, to improve or, or, or gain or, or profit, it's, it's the same, you know, right. it's like, you just, I mean, if you're disciplined to put away and save, you know, um, And those are the people, man. All those savers, man. I go, where's so-and-so? Oh, he's a millionaire now. Yeah, yeah. so I don't don't know if if that answers your question. But, I mean, it's complex just the way that uh, finances are and stuff. But, um, yeah, but it's pretty much the same. You know, like when when we hear our country's in debt, you know, yeah, we've been hearing that (laughs) for Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I don't think that's ever going to (laughs) change. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. it has to be amazing to... I think it would be amazing to see the world through my parents' eyes and people like their peers' age. Like, Because mm-hmm. I hear a lot of times people my parents' age talking about like, man, if I was 20-something today with all the things that I, I would have access to, yeah. I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. by the and that has to be a crazy thing because I definitely think kids my age people my age and younger for sure have more resources available to them than probably humans ever have had Um, i agree and i can't imagine what it's like like from your perspective seeing people my age all like it's i'm sure it looks like the whole world's at our fingertips yeah but yet There's a lot of kids my age who still have a lot to complain about. Which maybe some of it's justified, maybe some of it's not. But uh, that just has to be an amazing way to experience life. Well, well, you guys have,
0: you know, a lot more that you can uh, that's accessible to you. But but then the issues, man, are a lot more complex. Yeah, that's why. I mean, even today, we've never seen uh, mental illness at the rate, I mean, at, at the level that it's at mm-hmm. today. And uh, so, you know, we think back at the more, the, the simple days, you know, um, they're different. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the You know, the days where uh, <clears throat> there were not as many issues versus today. I mean, the mental illness thing, that's just, that's just a part, that's yeah. just a part of what, you guys mm-hmm. um, face today. Yeah. Um, social media has made peer pressure a whole different thing. I, right. I mean, peer pressure when I was growing up, it just used to mean, "Hey, watch out for that guy; he's going to influence you to do the wrong thing." Well, how about uh, all the, you know, the TikTok, the Instagram, the the, the, the um, billboards, you know, uh, marketing and even branding? It's just, it's just so so wide right. now, and so. I don't feel like anybody uh, in, in my generation can just just give a perfect uh, uh, definition of, mm-hmm. of what your generation is yeah. going It's kind of the same conversation as who's better Kobe Bryant or or, or Magic Johnson yeah, you know yeah. it, it's just like I mean yeah you, you can throw all your opinions in there but they're two different people yeah. I mean they're two different genres, right. two different. Yeah, time frames you know so I, mean.
1: I will say I feel like people in your generation have a very unique experience when you look at it from the scope of human history I think about this often like in all of human history like life for a human in the year 1200 was not very different from life in the year 1400 mm-hmm. or 1500 mm-hmm. like or 800 Mm -hmm. like life was pretty much the same for humans for thousands of years like not very much changed yeah but life today (laughs) in 2022 (laughs) sorry yeah it's like think about life today compared to 10 years ago in 2012
0: totally different it's so different
1: and then another 2002 from 2022 to 2002 I would say more has changed in those 20 years than maybe all of human history combined. I think it, just with the way technology has evolved and advanced, um, it's changed the way that humans live. like it's unexplainable how much the way humans live has changed. And I, I'm definitely not an expert, but I have to think a lot of the, the problems that people have with with their mental health, I would think that there's something linked to that. That humans are living in a way today that they've never lived before, and I don't. This rapid change of lifestyle, while it's brought a lot of great things and a lot of positive things, mm-hmm. uh, there there's a cost to all of that. Yeah, and I wonder how much of it uh, is wearing on our mental health. Man, yeah,
0: gosh. I mean, so you you just said that. Um, life today is way different from ten years ago. I would say is different from three years ago. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I mean, even when this pandemic first mm-hmm. started, man, that changed uh, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's so much more fear now uh, because yeah. of, of what has happened. It's not like well, there haven't been any deaths. No, mm-hmm. I mean, there have been. We, we've lost some people mm-hmm. in our family because of this virus, mm-hmm. and so. So there's a lot of fear. So I, I feel like you can, you can see it like in the neighborhoods where neighbors aren't gathering as much, you know? Uh, so that in itself is just, it's been, it's been a big factor. And then, you know, even like when they shut down schools and, and, uh, so, you know, um, that, that had an impact too. For sure. And, um, we know that, the uh, sadly, you know, suicides went up and, yeah. uh, and again, the, the mental illness. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a different day that we live in, man. Yeah. But um, every day, I just say, "God help me, man, help me." Agreed. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I uh, there's a tradition on the show that came from your first episode with okay. with me and you, and you told me a story about how you got to meet someone when you were younger. Oh. Um, Let me ask you because I've always, I'm not ever sure whenever I bring this up on the show. Was it Andre Crouch? Yep. Okay. So you met Andre Crouch while you were a a young boy, Mm -hmm. and he told you, he gave you a word of advice that whenever you leave someone, leave them with a word of encouragement. Okay. And is that true? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sure. I'm (laughs) sure. Yeah. That
0: day, Josh, I wasn't just like. (laughs) <laughs> but, but i have other days
1: <laughs> well i've told that story quite a few times on the show now okay
0: hey before i do that let me let me tell you another guy that yeah. i met i don't know if you know you know that i met michael jordan
1: no hey, I you did know not know that okay was- so let
0: me just quickly tell you the story so um so years ago i took some time off the road uh-huh. and uh i got i got a job and i was working the, the front desk at a uh, hotel. Okay. It was called uh, the Radisson. And um, and it was the year that uh, Michael was playing baseball. He retired, yeah. and then he played baseball. And so my manager at the hotel came up to me and said, hey, uh, get out, get these keys and blah, 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 get all this stuff ready. We got a baseball team coming uh, in tomorrow. And, and he said, and, and it's Michael Jordan's team. I go, what? And Michael Jordan had bought, uh, he was on a um, a farm, Team, you the, know the, the
1: Birmingham Barons. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep, yep. And sure enough, the next day, this big old bus, and I, I come to find out, Michael Jordan bought the bus for his team. Wow. So um, basically, the team was stopping to get what they call day rooms. It's just rooms that they can shower in uh, before and after the game. Yeah. And uh, saw so all the team. They were coming out, and where's Michael? Where? I didn't see any Michael, and, and so I finally. I asked, uh, I, I don't know, one of the coaches, is uh, Mr. Jordan? I got because I had his key. I, I have his key. He goes, oh, he won't be coming. He, he's in the bus. Well, um, uh, somebody called and and uh, needed to get a message to to Michael Jordan. So so I walked to the bus and I said, I I have a message for uh, for Michael Jordan. And goes, well, come on in. He's he's. I go, wow. oh, okay. <laughs> I go in there and he goes, hey. He said, what's up, man? And, and so I gave him the message. I uh, go, and so that's the message. Nice to meet you, Mr. Wow. Jordan. Yeah, man. So <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, there's two Andre yeah, Crouch yeah. and MJ. Yeah. His yeah that's yeah. pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Andre, yeah, he did. I I, I still remember the day that, uh, I mean, and he would always say meaningful things like mm-hmm. that with your dad and and all the other uncles and one, one day he just said hey guys you know when you're with somebody you know whenever you leave them let yes, uh, make sure you you leave on a, an encouraging wow. word and and man that 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 helped me I mean I can't say that I've always done that you know but I've, I've tried to you well know. when
1: yeah. you shared that story with me I guess over a year ago now it's really stuck with me and um I've made a point to make that uh, an important part of the show that we always leave with an encouraging word and a lot of times I've given my guests an opportunity to leave our listeners with an encouraging word and so as the person who shared that story originally uncle I want to give you uh, the last word today and just ask you if you could leave us with something encouraging.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me, man, for of the course. third time. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, I just wanna say thanks for doing a great job man. and and I, I feel your passion with this podcast. And uh it's exciting when, when you give us reports on like who's uh tuning in mm-hmm. and, and then even just reading the letter from Annie, mm-hmm. you know, it's it that's what it's all about. It's just trying to get a, a positive word out there to people to, to tell people you matter and uh, and that you're unique and nobody has your fingerprints or your, your you know uh, your, your DNA or just um, you know the lane that, that that you're in. So I would just encourage everyone. man um, try to I love this word too uh, authenticity, man. Mm. Just be be real yeah. and and when you're real, uh, it's not always just good and pretty, but it, if you're real and authentic about even even your struggles, I think uh, that's when you'll begin to experience maybe some freedom from those struggles. Yeah. I, I love this saying, uh, only what is revealed can be healed, mm. you know? And so, yeah, I just want to encourage uh, everyone out there, man. Uh, God knows your name. He knows what you're all about, he knows your strengths and things that you're good at, but he also knows your weaknesses and uh i know he knows mine and i still know that he loves me too mm-hmm. so man, uh thank you and, and uh, i just pray that this podcast would continue to touch people out there um and uh you're you're a huge part you're, you're directing this thing josh and uh as one of your uncles uh, i'm really proud of you man thanks
1: so much uncle. love you love you man we'll end there for those of you listening thanks for tuning in we'll be back with more episodes soon Have a great day.